0: Well, good morning, friends. How many of you are excited to be at church this morning? Yeah, Yeah, we got a packed house for the second service. It's good to see everyone. From those of you that are very first time coming into church, for those of us that call Radiant Life home, it's so good to see you. And I just want to do a quick shout out to Jameson, who does all of our pre pre roll videos and our sermon bumpers. We just cast them the vision, say, "Hey, we're going to do bring on the blessings. This is what we're looking for." And he kind of is behind the scenes, you guys will never see his beautiful face uh, because he doesn't live in the area. But he's one of our change makers. And then he takes our vision for the sermon series and kind of casts it together and just does it. It's just an enjoyable time. Um, So he's one of our changemakers, but you should have came in and also received some of the things that uh, a handout from our ushers. Maybe some of you went to the cafe, grabbed a coffee, right? And some of us right now, we've dropped our kids off in the back at Radiant Kids, and there's things going on there. Uh, Can we just give it up for all of our changemakers who serve us so well every week? (laughs) Amen. That's good. Well, hey, we're going to enter a brand new series called Bring on the Blessings, and uh, it's a three-part series, but what I want to do right now is I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, Bring on the Blessings. <laughs> All right, turn to your other neighbor and say, You need more blessings. <laughs> I love it. I think in many of us, we don't ever wake up saying, I don't want to be blessed. Right? I-, I can't wait to live a mundane life. I just can't it's so enthralling and thrilling and just exciting to live that life I don't know about you but I want everything God has in store for me that Jesus paid a high price on the cross for you and for me and I God is a generous God that wants you to get it all all and that's what this series is about it's about getting to the heart of who God is and you read his word and understand that God wants to bless you that's who he is it's part of his nature And so we're going to jump in this morning, and we're going to look at a couple things of how how are we going to receive blessings, because you'll receive blessings. It's a promise of God on your life. The issue becomes we've got to do it God's way. And a lot of times we're going like this, where we're trying to get his blessings, but we aren't living God's life. So here's what's interesting. Uh, This is a picture of the dollar bill. And what does this say? In who? In God we trust. Right? In 1956, our nation adopted that slogan and put it all on their currencies. In God we trust. But I truly believe in America today, we actually should say on the back of our dollar bill, in the dollar we trust, in the wealth we trust, in possessions we own. That's what we'll put trust in and not. Your Heavenly Father. And this series is the idea that we can shift our focus from thinking we need this to say, God, what's your way so I can receive your true blessings? Now, I need to take a time out and say this. Blessings does not equal financial blessing all the time. It could be blessing on your life and your family and forgiveness and restoration of relationships. So we got to immediately kind of take out the idea that blessings equal money because it's not. And in fact, Jesus talked so much about it. Did you know that Jesus talked more about money than he did love? Jesus talked more about money than he did forgiveness and grace and mercy. He talked more on the topic of, of money than any other topic he talked about this. And we get his heart in Matthew chapter 6. This is, this is Jesus saying. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will, what's this one word? Hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. So Jesus is literally going around and say, listen, I'm concerned about your divided loyalties. You seem to have a split heart. You have a master. You're either going to love it or hate it. You have split loyalties. And the issue becomes is that this series, some of you are like, I didn't know it was going to be money. I wanted blessings, not money. And here's the issue. I get to see your face. I see the tense intensity in you, the tightening of up. I'm like, oh no, not money. I came to the wrong service. Come back next week. You can't divorce the two. Listen, we're going to talk money because that's God's plan for blessing in your life. But we got to do it the right way. And I would be horrified as your pastor to not talk about this subject. Because you need it. Hear my heart. My heart is for you to fall in love with your creator more and more. To receive his blessings, we got to do it his way. And here's what he says. Listen, Jesus is going to tell you what your two masters are. Remember, you're going to love one and despi- and hate the other, or you're going to despise it and be devoted to one. And here's what Jesus says. Listen, you cannot serve both God and what, friends? money. Now, I find it extremely interesting that in this moment, Jesus did not say, listen, you can't both serve God and tacos. Right? We got some great tacos in this city. Just saying. All right? Some of you, man, you got your whole wallet goes to tacos. All right? I don't know, where'd my money go? Oh, probably San Miguel and El Taco Loco and, and everything else that's here in Sturgis, right? What's funny is he did not say, hey, you can't serve both God and your family. He gave you, he, it's awesome. 2,000 years ago, Jesus knew exactly what would be on your heart. Either me or money. Huh, these are strong words because we have divided loyalties. Yet on the back of our currency, in God we trust. Really? And what's fascinating is this whole section, you jump back a couple of verses and we get the heart of what Jesus is trying to say. And here's what Jesus says in verse 21. For where your treasure is, where your investment is, where you want to go, there your what? Heart will be also. Listen, your blessings in your life are tied to your heart. I had a pastor one time tell me, hey, Ryan, can I see your checkbook? I'm like, hey, you ain't checking my checkbook. He's like, no, 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 hear me out. All right, some of you don't even know what a checkbook is. It's so old, right? Thing you open up, you write things, and sometimes you got to duplicate down there. That's how you actually used to pay. Now everything's online. But he had a point. He says, because I know where your money goes, there your heart is. I'm like, yeah, right? He's like, oh, look at Jesus' words right here. Where your treasure is, where your investment is, where you spend your money. I want to tell you, that's where your heart will be, right? Some of you, again, you got a taco heart. You, are, you, you got a taco heart. That's your treasure. Every day, lunch, dinner, tacos. Other of us, hey, we have a Netflix heart. You're spending the money there, and that's all you're doing is binge watching. Parents, be leery when your kids just say, I'm just chilling and watching Netflix, <laughs> I'm not unpacking the rest of that, but I think you know what I mean when they say that. They ain't watching Netflix. When they come home, you ought to say, what show did you watch on Netflix? How long was that show? He ain't going to tell you. I'll tell you that. That's awesome. All right, here we go. All right, <laughs> wear your heart. That's Jesus's heart behind it. But here's what I want to do for, the, for this series. We've got to set some ground rules because it's hard to talk about money sometimes. It is. Just let's, let's look at the elephant in the room. Here's a couple ground rules for us moving forward. Is number one, oh, I'm sorry, let's do this. Blessings are created or destroyed by your own heart. You see what God's saying? God's saying, I'm after this. I'm not after the financial side. I'm after what lies in here. And listen, this you can create them because you got, got your priorities in the right way or you're gonna destroy my blessing on your life because your heart isn't giving the right thing You've got priorities all mixed up like this. And so a couple ground rules. Number one, this is a guilt-free series. I'm not going to bash you across the head and say, that was a foolish debt to get into. I'm not going to say, oh, the church needs more money. You ought to give and reach into your neighbor's pocket and put money in the offering plate. I'm not going to say that. What I want you to walk away is, is a deeper love for your heavenly father. And to get our get our hearts in line with his so we can receive the blessings he wants to give you. Guilt-free. Here's number two. We don't want something from you as a church. We want something for you. And that's the blessings of God in your life. But there's a formula to do it. And then number three, it's the last, last family rule. Consider this self a family conversation. So if you're new... Uh, at Radiant Life this morning, or if you don't follow Jesus, imagine you're a fly on the wall and we're all sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table talking about money. Okay, so you're, you're off the hook. This is for those that call Radiant Life home and those that follow Jesus. But if you don't, you're going to get some money principles throughout this series and it's going to be, you're going to be blessed through it. But this is not on you if you do not follow Jesus. So sit back, enjoy the family conversation. So here's what I want to do. Uh, I want to show you the dollar. So King Solomon was the wisest guy, richest guy back in the ancient world. He's like the the equivalent of Warren Buffett today. Just filthy rich. And in the book of Proverbs, you know, there, there are over 70 verses in the book of Proverbs that he wrote alone based on wealth and possessions and money. And here's what the Warren Buffett of the ancient world had to say about money real quick. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4, it says this. Do not wear yourselves out to get what, friends? Get rich. This is the definition of America today. Strive, do everything you can to get money in your wallet so you can retire at the age of 62 and then put it under cruise control and be all set. It's too many of us are missing out on great opportunities in, in your family. You know you're missing out on your kids' events. Why? Because I'm just trying to work so hard so I can get to retirement. And and the richest guy in the ancient world says, you're gonna wear yourself out by doing it. Don't do it. Then he says, have the wisdom to show restraint. Cast but a glance at riches. And they're gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle in other words we have a dollar many of us have many dollars some of us literally this is about all i have and that's all right but what is he saying there's little demons that are going to put wings on this thing and it's going to be gone and i'm not going to know where i spent the money i remember we brought joe single in last year around this time to talk a little bit finances and what he said was incredible I'll never forget it. He says, if you, if you don't put a name to every dollar in your hand, it will find a place and just go. You know what that means for us, friends? We have to budget. Some of you are like, where's the exit doors now? <laughs> budget? Budget? Yeah, because why? This will sprout wings and fly off like an eagle. And then you'll sit at the end of the day and say, where'd all my money go? I'm making a good dollar. I, got, I mean, my spouse and I work. I mean, why don't we have anything? Because it just goes. So at this time, our ushers are going to come forward. I'm going to, we're going to look at the dollar. The ushers are going to come forward. You're going to get a little treat. Everyone, you're going to get an envelope. Okay, don't open it till I tell you to open it, but all the ushers are going to hand it out to all of you. Even if you're a kid in here, you get an envelope today. All right. So ushers, go as fast as you can, if you will. Put, them, put our change makers on the move. Don't open it till I say, okay, don't be a sinner and be that person that's like, ah, it's like a kid at Christmas time. I'm just going to peek a little bit. Don't do that yet. Because the question we have to ask is, where is our money going? Where does the average American spend their money? What happens to it? So everyone should get it. Everyone should get one, all right? All right, some of you little peekers look at you, look at this section over here. They're like, what is in this thing? (laughs) I see it. All right, do we all have one? Yep. All right, on the count of three, everyone, open up your envelope. Let's see what we got. We got M&M's. Now hold on to your M&M's. Do not eat them, you sinners. Hold on to them. Now listen m ms lie to you. They do melt in your hands. So you may want to put them back in though. <laughs> Hold on to those 10. We're going to do something a little fun with those 10. Those 10 represent where your money goes towards. So let's unpack the average American. Where does our money go towards? So if you will, grab three M&M's. Consume those M&M's. Because those three M&Ms represent 30% of your dollars. That goes towards your housing. That's your apartment. That's your house. That's your lake house. That's your mortgage. That's your lease, whatever it is. It goes towards all your repairs and your equipment. It goes towards your condo. 30% of the American dollar goes towards housing. So we've consumed three. Grab two. Because those two M&Ms that you can consume now <laughs> represent the healthcare market. This is your health insurance. This is your doctor visits. This is all your copays. This is your premium. This is your prescriptions that you have. This is your kids' braces or your eyeglasses. This represents 20% of where your money goes towards. Now, if you're a righteous, holy person, you have five left. Simple math. Three, you've eaten three, you've eaten two. Let's grab two more and consume that. That represents 20%, which is your recreational and personal needs. This is your clothes. This is uh, your shopping, your movies. If you want to go to a sporting event, this is your vacation. You spend 20% of your money right there on all about a you. All right? That leaves three. Let's take one. Now we're going to use rounding in this case. But 14% goes towards food. So eat that one. That's your grocery shopping. That's your taco heart, always getting the best of you and going out to the Mexican restaurants. It's all that stuff right there. 14% is your food. We're going to round down. So that represents one. Now you should have two left. Grab one more. That's another 14%, so we'll round down, let that represent. That goes towards your auto. That's your automobile lease. That's your monthly payment on the automobile. That is your insurance. That is repairs. That is gas for that thing. About 14% of the American dollar goes towards the automobile. Now, you should have one left. Don't eat it. Hold on it. That 1% or that one M&M represents, if you do the math, that's 98% of the American money that you make goes towards you. That last M&M represents 2%. The average American will give the leftover 2% to God. There's a disconnect, 98% is spent on us, and God, if I have anything left over in the meat jar, I may give it to you. We've got it backwards. And the heart of your heavenly father says, I want to bless you immensely, but we got to get this right. We have to get this right. And the perspective of this idea is that God owns what, friends? Everything. Everything. Well, Ryan, I work hard for my 10 M&M's. Hey, that's my money. Don't you dare. That's why I don't like money messages from the church because it's me, 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 me. No, it's not. It's the heart of God. Get, please hear me out on this, friends. Look what, look what God says to Job. He says this. Everything under heaven belongs to who? Oh, there it is. Can't argue. And then the psalmist says this. The earth is the Lord's. Everything in it. In other words, Everything the world all who live in it it's god's so everything that is in the me jar everything that god allows you to have that job and bless you with that job god says yes even all that you mean that paycheck is mine god would say yes that investment i lost and i lost a lot god says i know it hurts it was mine too it was mine and here's the problem you know what we do with this we're like cookie monster This is all mine, (laughs) not me. Do you know why I gave you M&Ms and not Skittles? Because chocolate's better for the heart anyways. (laughs) Because M&Ms will represent, you are God's money manager it's yours. God says, listen, I have it. The candy store's mine. I manage it all. I trust you. I'm going to bless you and give you, but you got to remember perspective. It's mine. And instead of consuming it all, what we do we say, God, what do you, what do you want me to do? Yes. God wants you to pay your bills. Don't get me wrong. Yes. God wants to help, help you pay what you need and have a roof over your head. I get that stuff. But here's the issue. When we receive God's blessing, what do we do? It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Don't you dare tell me what to do. And God says, no, 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 listen, I own it all too. What I can do with this will bless your life if you do it in the right order. If you do it in the right order. I love you enough to, I can trust you more. I'll give you more. I'll give you more. You're a great steward of the money I've, I've blessed you with. I mean, I'll give you. And the problem becomes is when we consume, we just say, hey, God, uh, if I just made a little more money, I'll give more away. Did you know the average American, the more you make, statistically, the more you make, the less you ha- have a generous heart? Did you know the most generous people in America are your lower middle class to upper low class? It is not the rich and wealthy. Whoo, we got it. We got our wires crossed. And God says, man, I got a plan for you. I want to trust you. I want to bless you. You're going to manage my money well. Let's do it. And then as I close, because I got to set a foundation for the next two weeks for us. But as I close, I'm I'm reminded of what God and the prophet Malachi, at the very end of your Old Testament, the book of Malachi, God's having a conversation. In chapter 3, he says this. This is God saying, test me in this. Test me, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much what, friends? He, he says that I'm going to pour it out. And there won't be enough room to store it. I am a generous daddy. I've got the blessings. I want to give it to you. But if you test me in this area, the finances. Man, the floodgates of heaven. The floodgates are those things that held back the raging waters. And I love what God says. He doesn't say, it. listen, I'll trickle out blessing to you. I'll give it here and there. He says you test me in it and you go my way. I'll open the floodgates of heaven. I will bless you, and you, you can't store it. I'll bless your family. I'll bless your life. I'll bless your relationships. I'll bless your work. I'll bless everything you do. You cannot store the blessings of God. That's his promise to you. Man, who doesn't want the blessings? test me because if you know scripture God says all over scripture you shall not put the Lord your God to the test and then it's like this one it's like wait what and God says no no this is the one area you can't test me up next week? So you gotta come back next week. If everything is his and he wants to pour it out to you, you have to answer this question leading into next week. Is he first? Is he first? So Heavenly Father, help us to put you first. We thank you so much that you are a God. Wants to pour out blessings, not just pour it out, but you said as we just looked that we can't even store it, that we you will just continue to pour it out, but we got to do it your way, God. We have to do it your way. So help us, help us to put you first because your, your son said, We're either going to serve you. To serve wealth and money and finances and all that. So God, challenge us this week to put you first, to change perspective and say, God, this is yours. Where would you like me to use it for your kingdom? Help us to think about that principle. And we pray this in the majesty's name of Jesus.
1: I'm Carrie, the Volunteer and Events Coordinator and Come Alive Initiative Director here at Radiant Life Church. And I am currently sitting in what is going to soon be our new lobby, wearing my very cool hard hat and safety vest to give you an update on the building project. Now you may remember the last time that Ryan and I were here giving an update. We were in the same area and it was just cement. It was boring, there really wasn't much going on. But now when you look around, the building is starting to take shape. The steel is done, the building has its subsiding and wrap up, the, the parking lot is fixed, the concrete is getting poured, and the fire suppression system is starting to go in as well. There's a lot of changes that have happened since then. Now, for the exciting things that are gonna be happening during the rest of the month of November, throughout December. This is the really fun stuff, I think. You're going to see the glass going up on the exterior part of the building that 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 comes into our lobby, where people can sit and hang out. And we talked about the play area that's gonna be just off of the lobby where families come in during the week and they can just hang out and just fellowship here at the church. You're also going to be seeing siding going up on the side of the building, so you'll be able to see the color of the building. Uh, Interior, wall framing, the roofing, electrical, all of that is going to be starting to happen and take place during the months of November and December. So a lot of really exciting, cool things are gonna be happening. So you may be asking, why. Why Why such a large building addition? Or you might be newer to Radiant Life Church and you're not quite sure what the Come Alive initiative is. The reason we're doing this is, is always to reach the lost. That's why we're here. We want to reach the lost. And this building is just going to be another space that our community can use. The glass is going to allow people that are newer to Radiant Life Church or that have never come to church to be able to see inside the building because it can be it can be a little nervous walking into a place that you're not quite sure what's on the other side of that wall. That glass allows people to see inside the building before they even step foot inside and you can play a big part in this building initiative in helping us reach the lost. It's super easy. After service, you can go out to Guest Central, you can pick up a commitment card that's sitting out there. You can also go online to Tidely or through your Tidely app and you can search Come Alive initiative. The Radiant Life Come Alive initiative will come up and it's super easy. Just just give right through your phone or on the computer. And besides giving financially, you can pray. We want everybody praying over this building initiative. We want you to pray for the workers that are here. We want them to experience something different when they set foot on our campus. Pray for their safety pray for the materials that are coming pray for the budget pray for the timeline all of that uh, pray for the new people that are going to be coming to Radiant Life Church just because they want to check out this building that they might experience God and feel a difference here at Radiant Life Church
2: I'm standing in a big pile of blessings up here <laughs> Uh, hey what a blessing to be able to even be in a building campaign and maybe you just like what Pam mentioned in the video maybe you're here just to kind of see what all the fuss is about and what all the construction is about our hope and our prayer has been that you would experience God in a new and fresh way and, and, and that's why we're here <laughs> and so what a challenging message about trusting God and leaning into that with all of our heart, and now we have an opportunity to exercise that. And so now we're gonna receive our tithes and our offerings here this morning. And if you are a guest, man, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, we want to show our appreciation for that. And so if you'd rip off that little piece of paper at the bottom of the handout they received and take uh, that out to the metal structure to our guest central, We'd love to be able to connect with you and give you a gift bag to show our appreciation. But this is one way that we're going to continue to worship is for our offering because it's all about God. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Jesus, uh, would you bless the giver and the gift? And Jesus, you're not a God of addition. You're a God of multiplication. And so, Father, we ask for your anointing on this offering that we could reach our community. You came to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus, that is our heartbeat here at Radiant Life. And so, Lord, we want to do that well. So would you give us wisdom and discernment of how to reach our community better and better. Help us to pursue this excellence as we reach our community. Because there are so many people who do not have a relationship with you. And Lord, we've experienced you, and we want them to experience you the same way that we have. So Jesus, we surrender over to you, and Lord, would you pour out the blessing. It's in Jesus' name I pray.